I would like to begin this podcast by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. All opinions and discussions on the podcast are purely individual experience, so please consult a doctor or medical professional for more information. Welcome to the Shake It Up Show, a podcast in partnership with Shake It Up Australia Foundation for Parkinson's Research, where we speak to people whose lives have been impacted by Parkinson's disease and hear their stories. My name is Amy Louise Ruffle. I'm an actor, comedian, podcaster, and most importantly, a proud Shake It Up Australia ambassador in support of my dad who lives with Parkinson's. Guest today is a fan favorite and personal favorite. Uh, for listeners of the podcast, they will recognize the name in the the title of the episode. Welcome back to the Shake It Up Show, Rob Ruffle. Well, thank you, Amy. It's, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> now, this is probably one of the funnier recording locations. We are currently located in your walk-in wardrobe to try and make the sound as good as possible. Yes, and it's working perfectly, I believe. <laughs> it's a gorgeous vantage point, yes. isn't it? It is. We've got the shoes, we've got the, the uh, shirts. It's, it's all here it's, and we're ready to go. Well, I'm glad to be here with you. Yeah, um, I'm sure you're happy to be in my walk-in wardrobe. <laughs> Couldn't think of anywhere else yeah. I want to be. I've got to say, it must, um, I'm, I hope it's not um, too um, repetitious for the people listening that they've got me again. Well, in the nicest way possible. I don't care, because <laughs> it means I get to hang out with you. Yeah. But also, it's not. There's always something different to talk about. That always comes up that Parkinson's is a very like um, progressive, ever-changing disease, and so there's always new stuff to talk about. But also, we get the bonus of maybe diving in a little bit further and deeper on stuff because you come back rather than just getting the overview of someone's experience. So I think it's very beneficial. Okie dokie. Let's, let's give it a bash and see what happens. <laughs> and that's the story I'm sticking with. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, yes. No, we do get that feedback. And anyone listening that also loves Robbie's repeated uh, episodes, let us know. Send the feedback. Tell Robbie he's doing a good job. <laughs> yes, okay. Thank you for in advance. Um, okay, so let's have a little catch up first of all about what's been just going on in life for you recently. You were the last time on with mum. Um, we had that duo oh, podcast. Right. Yeah. That was about like September, October. Um, so we went away to Queensland. Yes, we went to Queensland. Um, where I played in the waves. I, I do like uh, body surfing, and I, I find that the water is a um, a good medium for me. I, I have no um, no balance issues in the water. Mm-hmm. Um, the water, the buoyancy, gives me uh, a lot of confidence, and uh, so I enjoy that a lot. The, the surf was crap. <laughs> and the wind was blowing across the waves and flattening them down, and so it wasn't very um, it wasn't very good for body surfing. But I was, I was still going to try anyway, and had some success in a, in a couple of times. Excellent. Uh, I do not share the passion for the water, but I'm glad <laughs> you were amongst it. Yeah, no, I, I do love my bombors. You know that. You do, but yeah. seem to have difficulty finding them. Ah, uh, yes, it's a, it's never never a good wave, is it? Never a good enough wave. No, that's right. And what else did you do on the the trip in Queensland? Uh, I took my bowls with me and went to the Broad Beach Bowls Club and bowled in a couple of social uh, afternoons up there. And Fantastic. I was uh, pitted against um, a bloke who plays Division 1 and his partner, a girl who was in the Queensland team, nudging a 
Australian selection. So we were um, looking down the barrel there for a while. Uh, I think they got out to about a 10 or 12 shot lead and we pegged them back, my partner and I. And I think we only got done by six in the end, so that wasn't too bad. Gosh, that is fierce competition. It was pretty tough stuff. That doesn't sound like a social game. That sounds like full-on, hectic Australian (laughs) championship stuff. The bloke next door said, look out. Look out for what? He said, you'll find out. And and I did. (laughs) I think that's rough. They're like, oh, this guy, you know, not from around here. We'll put them against the hard competition. He won't know until the first end. (laughs) That's brutal. It was brutal, but no, we, we did okay. And you also um, did some kayaking and snorkeling? Kayaking was good. Again, it's uh, something uh, where I didn't have to worry about balance. Mm-hmm. Well, I suppose you do have to balance in the canoe, but in the kayak, but uh, not not balance on my feet. It's, uh, it was good and my usual competitive uh, nature came out and I had to get to the beach first. <laughs> I'll let the listeners know that I was also on this kayaking expedition. Less thrilled to be there again, my... Um, disdain for the water really was highlighted on this trip but uh mum and dad were in one kayak and I was in another and I just watched them having to speed ahead of everybody having to get to the beach first <laughs> nothing leisurely about this kayaking no, trip no, at all we're not out there just we want to go water um just what do you call it uh, water skiing behind the thing if we could <laughs> no that was very fun so there's lots of different activities oh we 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 don't rest no. uh, a holiday for us is not a uh a restful thing. It's a it's an opportunity to do more activities. No, you like to travel rather than vacation, and I think yeah. that's the best way to describe yeah. the difference between yeah. a relaxation holiday and an adventure. Yes, we, we like to discover all that's on offer at the location where to where we're going. You do. Yes. So it was a good start to the year, wasn't it? It was. It was an excellent start to the year because you came with us. Oh, wow. I'm glad that's on the record for everybody <laughs> to hear and for my brother to hear who did not attend the vacation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we will tell people that uh, he, he did have to go back to work. It was immediately after New Year's. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, give him those yeah. excuses. Bad luck, Dan. Exactly. <laughs> so speaking of, um, I guess, activity and exercise, you are freshly back from your boxing class this morning and we were just talking about it off mic uh, and it's... It's so great because it's more than just a boxing class. And I, I think it's a great thing to um, maybe talk about the fact that exercising is one thing, but the type of exercise is really important and sort of that whole body and lifestyle focus of this class. Yeah. So maybe you could tell everyone a bit about what you do in the class um, and how you think it's like helping you. Yeah. Uh, it's it's called Fit Fit Life Boxing. It's in Melbourne, uh, Ferntree Gully in Melbourne, which is uh, outer eastern suburb. Um, but people come from a fair distance. I travel probably half an hour to get there. But the the activities that, that we do, uh, it's not all boxing, but it's a, a, a fair percentage of it is boxing. But they have all the activities there to um, promote uh, patterning, uh, movement um, and uh, strength. And we do a lot of that. We started off today with um, a bit of flexibility work, keeping your upper body straight and um, sitting on a on a on a box and um, leaning forward at the hips, not leaning forward uh, and bending your back, but keeping your back straight and pivoting at the at the pelvis. And because you tend to like Parkinson's, people have the um, tendency to hunch, right? Yes, absolutely. So it's to keep your chest yeah. and shoulders back. And so by keeping your um, hands back uh, at shoulder height and back as far as you can, you're squeezing uh, in between your shoulder blades, and that that's really good for keeping the uh, the an upright 
uh, posture. Mm-hmm. And so we did a lot of activities uh, regarding that. So we, we started off, we pivoted at the hip, we um, rocked, rolled sideways and tried to touch the floor, um, sitting on the box on one side and then down the other side, all keeping our um, body straight and upright. Um, so it's like a mix of strength and flexibility yeah. and then targeting the zones that are most affected yes, in general right. for Parkinson's. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of people have trouble um, with their shoulders and can't get them up, but uh, as long as they do it as, as high as they can, as far back as they can to mm-hmm. pinch the, um, the shoulder blades together, then they'll get the benefit of, um, of that particular exercise. Um, we did a lot of work sitting down on the box and keeping back straight lifting your feet off the ground and that, that really brings the abdominal muscles into play and in, then in doing that we did um, straight lifts with the legs and then lifting and twisting the trunk so right elbow to left knee left elbow to right knee um, to uh, increase the strength in the abdominals um, because they're a very important part of the postural muscles in our body sure along yeah. with the, um, the the glutes Mm-hmm. to keep your body upright because we tend to hunch over and lean forward. So it's not just around near the shoulders, but it's leaning forward, which is a dead giveaway for a uh, Parkinson's uh, sufferer. Mm-hmm. And then obviously like the boxing component too, yes, it's like cardio and activity, but it's that patterning and like the mental agility of knowing the sequences and stuff that is an extra layer that I think is really good. Yeah. Well, after we did the um, the, the uh, flexibility stuff, we do strength. Mm-hmm. So we do a, a combination, no, not combination, a, a series of um, um, squats, push-ups and sit-ups. And we do them, I, I do as many as I can in the allotted time. Uh, I have increased, I've, I started off, I was only able to do about uh, 20 push-ups, 10, 5 and 5, and now up to 10, 10 and 10. So uh, that's, that's not with a lot of... Um, uh, sessions it's once a week yeah but, and I am getting better at it so sit-ups um, push-ups and squats we do uh, uh, th- 10 of each as many times as we can in three minutes and then we get into the boxing bag and, and that's my favorite pick because I love to beat beat the uh, boxing bag I take take out all my frustrations on that boxing bag <laughs> but, uh, but we do patterning and um, if you're in a if you're a right-handed boxer you have your left foot forward and you do a jab with your left hand straight into the bag. You do a cross with your right hand, and then you do a round arm. Um, what do you call that? A hook mm-hmm. with your left. So, and this, the jab is a one, a cross is a two, and a hook is a three. So it's one, one, two, one, two, three, and then step away, and then step back in and do it again. Um, and then if you're a left-handed boxer, you would have your right hand, right foot forward, and you, you jab it with your right hand. Your um, a cross would be with your left hand and a hook would be back with your right hand. So we had to do right-handed stance, one, two, three, step back, step forward, left-handed stance with oh. your other foot forward and then leading with the other hand. So it's not it's not only, um, as you say, physical agility, but it's mental agility in, in um, making sure that you get your patterning right. Especially doing your non-dominant side too. Yeah, That's it's, so it's, hard for anyone's brain. Yeah, it feels a bit weird. Yeah. But, um, it's really good, and of course, there's the added benefit of taking stresses out on the punching bag. <laughs> yeah, you do seem to keep coming I back do to that keep point. Back to that, don't <laughs> I see the punching bag as Parkinson's, and I want to beat it up. 
yeah, that's fair enough. And, and knock it out of my life, but I'm not going to be able to knock it out of my life. I'm, I'm hoping to, um, to stave it off as long as possible. Because yeah. I don't think we can. We, well, we'd like to be able to get rid of it out of our life, but um, we just want to stop the progression as best I can. Um, also, I'd, that's a very healthy outlet to take those frustrations out mm, on the punching bag. Yeah, if not, they were coming out in other ways, then we'd be having another I'm, chat. We would be having another <laughs> chat. I might be in more trouble than ever. <laughs> but the other things I've done, um, would be, um, as we hit the punching bag, we call out the days of the week. So hit the bag, yell out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then have to go backwards. Sunday, Saturday, Friday, Thursday, etc. And then we did the months of the year, January, February, March, April. Oh, my goodness. And then the months of the year backwards. I don't December, think I November, could do that. October, September, August, July, June, etc. That's even, I don't, like, just trying to do that yeah, sitting here, right, my yeah. brain boggles. And then while you're doing it with the smack in the punching bag, you, you're out of breath, so yeah. you've got to time your, your punches, so it's timing, breathing, and memory. It, that's a lot going on at once. Well, yeah, some some <laughs> struggle a little bit more than others. Yes. But, we that, that, but that's their, their journey, and... Um, as long as you're there doing it and giving it a go, yeah, that's, that's challenging right, yeah. your brain and your body. And, uh, and to a certain extent, the, uh, my background as a uh, phys ed teacher and always doing sport, I, um, I probably have more uh, coordination and, um, uh, and I just, uh, I'm maybe not down, as far down the track as some of the others in the group. Well, you're also, you're coming in with a very strong foundation of physical activity and like awareness of your body and mm. days of the week. You've always been oh, really good at those. Yes, that's right, especially Saturday, Sunday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing they do in this class is they sort of do, um, I guess, fall prevention or that kind of stuff. Yes, we were scooching around on the the floor this morning. Um, Fabulous word, scooch. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's what happens when you fall down. <laughs> you got to scooch. scooch. <laughs> but yeah, so we were... We were um, given the scenario that we've fallen in the corner of the kitchen and uh, mm-hmm. we've got the cupboards here and the um, the fridge in front of you. So you've got oh, to gosh. move yourself away from both of those things and um, get yourself into a position where you can get onto your stomach and then stand up again. So that it, was, it was difficult um, in that you're lying on your left side, for example, your left arm is down, your right arm is your pushing arm and your right foot is your pushing arm. So you push... Your, your shoulders back a bit away from the fridge and then with your foot you push your your bottom away from the fridge and then you uh, arm again further away from the fridge foot further away and then once we'd done that uh, halfway across the floor in the gym we're looking all like little worms <laughs> we had to go back the other way so roll uh, roll over and um and then have on your right side so your right arm's down and you push with your left arm and, and left foot and and scooch back again so basically trying to be like, okay, if this happens, what's the least resistance way to get yourself out of the pickle? Yeah, that's right. Okay. You get, get yourself into a pos- uh, position in the room where you can uh, get onto your, uh, your, your stomach, your all fours, and then get up back onto your feet. Okay. Because um, when, when we fall down, we don't have uh, too many options of where we fall. We fall where we fall, and if it happens to be next to a cupboard... The we've bloody got to, cupboard in the fridge. Got to get away from the cupboard in the fridge. Away, yes, yeah. yeah. So, uh, no, it was, was good, and um, it, it's something that uh, I think is, is really advantageous and um, which it should be um, incorporated into the, the council-run programs for Parkinson's, etc., just to help people, if they do fall, mm-hmm. to be able to get, get away from their obstacles and 
get on their feet and ring an ambulance or ring a family member or, or whatever yeah. um, to get themselves out of the pickle. Well, it's just being realistic about like what do you what's actually going to be really beneficial mm, in yeah. the future. Yeah. I mean, there's not life skill. That's that's a good life skill for a Parkinson's um, sufferer. Mm-hmm. Um, probably anyone that's aging. Yeah, well, that's, that's a good yeah, skill. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, hitting the punching bag probably not something that you use in the uh, general run-of-the-mill daily <laughs> activities. But no, uh, but it means you're not swinging punches at other places. Yeah, well, so we're pretty happy yeah, about that. Yeah, we are happy with that. <laughs> well, it's certainly more than just a boxing class, isn't oh, it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and they they they're really switched on about. Um, uh, the activities that they they give us and uh, and how how we should um, go about tackling them it's fantastic I love it. How many people are in your class? There's probably about thirty, but um, probably twenty to twenty two, eighteen to twenty two people turn up on a weekly basis. Okay. They run it twice a week, so Tuesday, Thursday, but because I'm bowling on a Tuesday, I can't get there. But um, mm-hmm. Um, I go to the Thursday class. Speaking of bowling, oh okay, oh, we have a what a segue. Oh, that's right. Here we go. We had an integrated um, pairs competition recently. Um, what does that mean? Uh, one person with a disability and one person who's unencumbered. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I've, I've through Facebook, I connected with a bloke I went through university. Haven't seen him for thirty years, and he's a uh, bowls coach. Oh my god! So I asked him if he wanted to join me, and uh, he said yes. And so we reconnected, which was fantastic. We talked about all the things that we probably uh, shouldn't have done in our youth, but we did. <laughs> and then we won't go into any of those now. Oh, cool. that's a better podcast. Let's do that. <laughs> um, so you hadn't seen each other for thirty years. You see each other for the first time at this bowling competition. Yeah. Well, there's this old bloke standing in the corner with nobody, nobody talking to him, and I thought, no, that's not him. <laughs> It was. It was him. Yeah. And he's probably looking at another old bloke saying, oh, that's that not him. You. He's too old to be the bloke <laughs> I'm looking for. So we um, we we had four games of ten ends each, uh, three bowled pairs. He'd bowled three and then I'd bowled three. And whoever's got the, the closest bowl to the jack gets a certain the number of points, of the number of bowls that you're closer to the jack than they have. And we won our first game. We won our se- we won all four games, <gasps> and we ended up coming second. Oh my goodness! And we got a state medal for uh, second in the Victorian Integrated Pairs Day. That's amazing! Yeah. And you can see it; it's, it's here. I carry it around <laughs> with me all the time. <laughs> You're always dangling in everyone's face. Look at me, state champion. Truth be known, I haven't got it, but that's all right. <laughs> that's so great. Yeah, and so um, and he's got a competition at his club in March, which we're going to do. Get together, uh, uh, your mother and I, and um, and his son and he and him, and uh, we're going to bowl in a, in a fours. Oh wow! Yeah, so that'll be really good. So he's calling the children up on his side of things. Yes, yeah, so that's I'm, really I'm not getting a lot it? of um, support by the children on my side. <laughs> yeah, I'm busy that day. I'm so yeah, sorry. Yes, I'm sure you are. Would you recommend bowls um, to someone else that has Parkinson's? There's a lot of people um, bowling that have Parkinson's. It, it depends. On your um, on your affliction, um, Glenn, who you've interviewed and in, mm-hmm. um, in the fourth or the fifth uh, program, has got the uncontrollable um, tremors. Uh, tremors in in one hand, and so his his is different to mine. My problem is with my gait and with my balance. So uh, um, every step's a, a potential fall for me. And um, like there's no fridges or cupboards no, out that's there. That's right. Yes. No scooching required. <laughs> no scooching on the green. Thank you. And. Um, 
and yeah, balancing on the mat is uh, is my difficulty, but uh, that's what I blame it on anyway. <laughs> Seems convenient. Mm, yes. <laughs> but in general, like it's a, would you say it's an accessible game? The community side of it. Yeah, no, it is good. It's um, uh, the the main problem for, for people as we walk down life's path is getting up and down onto the green. There's about a uh, 35, 40 centimetre step from the surrounds down onto the green. So. Uh, but Why that, did they do that? Uh, stop the balls that, that go too long from oh. you know, hitting people or sitting on the bench, on the on the sidelines. Do they have ramps? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it is accessible. Yeah. yeah. In the uh, I, I'm going to Bendigo in the to compete in the Victorian uh, Disability Championships in April. Oh, and congrats! There's, uh, there's lots of people there in wheelchairs and uh, with walkers and all yeah. that sort of thing. So they do have um, ramps. Mm-hmm. To uh, to make the greens accessible for those people, mm-hmm. and the the, the tyres on the uh, on the chairs etc. have to be a certain width, and as long as they're, they're that wide, they don't do any damage to the green. And so everybody's happy. Everybody's and happy. And I've got to say, it's the um, there's, there's there's no no whinging, no complaining from any of these people. They've got all sorts of terrible um, problems that they have to deal with. But they're all happy and, and they're all out there competing very, very well, I've got to say. There's, there's some excellent bowlers mm-hmm. in amongst the uh, dis- disability community, so it's it's fantastic. Excellent bowlers and excellent attitudes, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they, uh, they, they, just, they just love it. They like the opportunity to get out. They like to, with anybody else, like to meet people. Yeah. And um, we're, we're not unhappy about any, any of the uh, circumstances that come along. But it's also like the um, competitive side. It's giving you like a purpose and a thing to be training mm. for and like working towards. And you mentioned before that, you know, you're a very competitive person having to kayak as fast as possible. <laughs> so especially people that have had that in their um, life in the younger years, it's a great outlet for that. Mm. Yes. Yeah. It's not quite as active as some of the pastimes that I've uh, undertaken over the t- years, but, uh, but it's, strategic it's, too. It's, yeah, abso- oh, absolutely. It's a, uh, it's a very, very demanding and um, intricate game. Well, we'll have to get you back post Bendigo and hear about how the um, the champion go- championship goes, and yeah, hope you've got another medal to wave in my face. Yes, we we may or may not uh, talk about that depending on how we go. <laughs> yeah, if there's no mention of it in the next one, you know it has not gone yes, Robbie's that's way. That's right. Yes. Yeah, so. Oh well. <laughs> Well, I mean, we've already been talking forever, but there were a few more things that um, I thought we could touch on before I let you go um, out of the walk-in wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, obviously, everyone's symptoms are very different, but I thought we could discuss a little bit more about some of the ones that specifically have um, impacted you, uh, one of them being like taste and smell, um, and then the freezing situation. So maybe we start with taste and smell, because that was probably one of the first things to, oh, yeah, to go. I haven't been able to smell anything for probably close on. Oh, there's no. Oh, oh it's, it's pill time. <laughs> what are we going to do? Oh, do you want to pause and get. No, no, that's okay. Okay. Well, bit, there you go. If, but if I fall over, you'll know why. <laughs> well, you'll know how to get up, so it's fine. <laughs> that's a real peep behind the curtains, the day in the life. Yeah, of. that's it, yeah. The yeah. alarm of the pills. Yes, yeah. Which I commend you for doing that because mum also has to take medication and refuses to set <sighs> oh, an alarm. Lordy, just lordy. sort of like Russian roulettes it to, yep. <laughs> just if she remembers, yeah. which, spoiler, often she doesn't. It doesn't, that's And it right. doesn't go well. So yeah. well done for having that alarm. Yeah, thank you. But, uh, <laughs> that's because I can't remember. I have craft disease. You have what disease? Craft. What does that mean? Can't remember. I 
Nothing thing. Oh, is that an acronym? Yes. <laughs> hey, this is a clean podcast. And then that's where I, I did keep it clean, I thought. <laughs> okay, so taste and smell. Uh, yeah, so t- smell has been gone for probably 20 years, um, which is... Um, 20? Yeah. Jeepers. Uh, not really um, strong smells I can smell, but... Um, and I... Uh, um, Miss the uh, being able to uh, smell my red wine before I drink it. I, I still take it up from my nose, but I don't know why I do it. It's a waste of time because I can't smell it. Habit. Um, and that that's um, probably the first indicator, which you, you never realise when when I did lose my uh, with the um, ability to smell things that, that, that Parkinson's didn't come into the picture at all. We didn't even think of it. No, well, I mean, why would you? As yeah, an that's un- right. But, but that's person. the first first thing that usually does that and. Um, failing to swing my arms while I was walking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, further down the track, you, you discover these things have uh, been happening for a while and think, oh, that's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and along with smell and taste are very closely related. So um, if you can't smell things, um, then you generally can't taste things as well as you used to be able to. Yeah. And so, and so I, I tend to... Um, want to eat uh, spicy food. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah. sort of still registers. Yeah, yes, um, because it's a, a strong taste. Yeah. Um, so does that affect your appetite? Like what What does that mean on, I guess, like a day-to-day basis? Oh, no, I'm, I'm still still a good eater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, there's still, still plenty of uh, enjoyment to be had by, okay. by eating, but... Um, just I don't get don't get the taste out of it as much as I used to. Yeah. My mother um, was in a car accident. She had brain damage, and um, she also couldn't smell things. But hers was an impact injury rather than a uh, an insidious thing which uh, sneaks sneaks up behind you and just takes you out uh, bit by bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, the same areas of the brain were affected just mm. for different reasons. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. And because she couldn't smell, um, it, uh, I'd never really, um, I thought it might have been a hereditary thing in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. And maybe it wasn't the accident which, um, which right. knocked out her, her ability to smell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So your sort of workaround was like, I guess, more spice, more flavor to things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was the other question? The other thing is my attention to uh, <laughs> listening to people and working out what the next question is. No, no, no. That's on me for not being right there to jump in with the next thing. I'm getting lulled by the relaxing sense of being in this walk-in wardrobe. Um, no, the the freezing side of it. Oh, I think that's right, a yes. really. I mm. I personally think it must feel so strange and bizarre to mm. be telling your body to do something and then it doesn't do it. Yeah, I, uh, it's just really weird. If if you're standing. Standing still, you want to turn to the want to move to the right. You would usually move your right foot first mm-hmm. and step in that direction, and your left foot will follow because it has to. Yeah. Um, when I'm standing there and I want to move to the right, I tend to my left foot is the one that I move first, and then it gets in the way, and uh, I tend to uh, stumble a bit. And so I have to physically tell myself. Going right, use your right foot, or smack my right leg to get me to, to move in that direction. Um, so that like autonomous movement is sort of a bit hampered. Uh, it's missing. Yeah. Yeah, and and the other thing is um, when I even if I'm walking, trying to walk straight, some when I'm down on um, on um, 
the uh, dopamine. I, uh, I I stumble. I can't take big steps okay. quickly enough. So I take a lot of small steps very quickly to uh, to get myself moving. Once I'm moving, I'm okay. I don't mm-hmm. I don't freeze as such during walking. But getting getting moving is uh, is a difficult thing, and that that's where I think people further down the, the track of the um, effects of Parkinson's will probably end up falling over. Yes. And then you we get can scooch. <laughs> then you can scooch. <laughs> yes, because you get caught on your own feet. Really. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that must take a lot of brain, like all these things that I take for granted that are happening automatically. If you're having to be way more focused and putting attention into that activity, that must take a lot of energy. Yeah, I suppose so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess fatigue is a part of Parkinson's, so I'm not saying that that's why the fatigue is there, but um, I'm sure that it all plays into it. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um... So the workaround for you on that um, is to physically... Tap the leg that you want to move. Tap, tap a leg and wake it up and get it to, to do the right thing. Okay. And, and get get moving. Is there, um, you know, like doing the physio, the PD warrior type stuff? Have they talked about that and like what what you can um, do? Yeah, that that slapping the leg was one thing which came out of the uh, PD warrior. Okay. Um, course, and incidentally, I'm uh, I'm going to uh, re re uh, attend that this year. Great. Uh, I'm going to see a doctor. I haven't told the mother this yet. I'm going to see a, a, a guy at the local rehab hospital in February, and with a, um, uh, the uh, pretense of going there to do the twelve-week course again. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, it, it's a, it's a good course. It's um it's it, it also can, combines exercise with um, um uh, activities which are good for your body, strengthening. Plus they have uh, lectures on all sorts of uh, different um, parts of Parkinson's which mm-hmm. affects everybody. Yeah. So it's, it's a really good course and if um, anybody's got the opportunity to do it, I think they should. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a great thing to, to help out and just make you aware of how to get around some of these things like freezing. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds really beneficial. And we might, we might even scooch over there as well. <laughs> well, let's not push our luck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's let you go and get that pill. Um, thank you for coming back and for joining me on the podcast. Oh, thank you for interviewing me in the, in the um, <laughs> walk-in walk-in wardrobe. wardrobe. <laughs> but no, you are, of course, the inspiration behind all this whole series. So um, I, I'll never admit it publicly, but I love you very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just finish by telling everyone your favourite thing about me. Okay, that pause is too long. (laughs) There's so many things I can't can't think of one. (laughs) All right, that's it. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Shake It Up Australia funds groundbreaking Australian research that aims to slow, stop and cure Parkinson's disease. And they need your help. To support Shake It Up's vision of a world without Parkinson's, head to shakeitup.org.au forward slash podcast. Together, we can find a cure.